welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry. We are here on location at li- the Music. Music Landria, actually the Library of Music Landria, the free music library in Sacramento that you need to check out whenever you get a chance to. It is here at 922 57th Street. Please come check it out. You get yourself any kind of thing you would love um, mostly music instrument and other things but come check it out check out and ask for buddy he's there for you all right i'm here once again with my popcorn snatchers marvin and auntie vi say what up what Ooh, up what up all right thank you to the kind people at music landria for uh hosting us <laughs> that'd be cool but i need you to get right on the mic but if you need to take it up and pick it up and do like what I'm doing, so you can put it right, right over it. You can put Fine. the mic right under you. It's <laughs> under the mask. Put it right under the mask. <laughs> Get Marvin's getting up close and personal with the microphone. Getting up, getting up and close and personal. There you, know you go. There you go. <laughs> You're gonna need to eat the mic up. As you probably can hear in the background, there is a show going on right now. We are at the Beat Poet Show, done right now by Rob Esperanza, and. But we're going to go on to a different topic, and we're going to talk about the movie, the 1990, crap, uh, 1990 movie, <laughs> Renaissance Man, I don't know what the date is, <laughs> starring Danny DeVito, Gregory Hines' last movie, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, du- um, Dwayne Wayne, um, Her- um, um, Kadeem Harrison, Kadeem Harrison, and, and also Stacey Dash is in this movie. 1994. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> She's now always going to be here. Help us out. Shout out the air. <laughs> so, and I'd like to like to give a shout out to all people. Um, but this movie here is was in a Touchstone picture movie. As you can tell, Touchstone movie is done by Disney, but we're going to talk about that later. And this, the plot of this movie is that a down advertised, um, an unemployed advertising um, executive is basically fired from his job. And he's going to unemployment in Detroit. And in Detroit, he's basically given a job to work as an English teacher at a military base in South Carolina. So he has to come all the way down from from Detroit to go to South Carolina to live on the base with these, as they call themselves, the double Ds, dumber than dog shit, um, soldiers. And during that plot, he basically tries to see what he can do by having only a master's in English in literature. And he basically gets their attention by reading Hamlet. And that's where everything starts to begin from. Thoughts? Marvin? Oh, man, this movie was rough. <laughs> Not as rough as Mulan, though. <laughs> Not as rough as Mulan, though. <laughs> Okay, well, well, why was it rough? Come on, tell me. <laughs> it's fucking Danny DeVito trying to be an English teacher <laughs> to army cadets. And I also want to say, dude, get fucking real. There's no way, no way I feel like any armed branch or armed forces would want to teach the arts that much. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the mic. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I just... 
the army or like the US military has always been about like breaking down the human spirit so they can mold you right. into the mean fighting force. There's no way they would do those classes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Risharan, you were the one who were was in the army. You tell us. Well, there there was educational classes, not like this more in in the realm of combat services and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this was actually a point of these kids were not as coefficient, which I'm surprised how they is the, the ASVAB test is made of, to go this far in their proficiency. Auntie Vice, what do you think of this movie? This was horrible all the way around. It It's not realistic. Um, no branch of the armed forces who's going to take a risk on a new program called comprehension <laughs> redub it english and hire from the unemployment department for anybody with a master's degree Ouch. no teaching that that's the whole premise is is stupid in the first place um this is basically dangerous minds with an unattractive version of michelle pfeiffer um it's the way they got white people with guns and then a lot of the lines didn't and, and plot points didn't age well like yeah Gulf War worked out for you didn't it guys it did. <laughs> <laughs> we're 20 years later it doesn't age well and no. then things like sending the black guy to prison for, for moving crack in the height of the drug war when it's now you know talked about all the the uh, problems with sentencing of crack versus cocaine and you know it was just it's awesome. bad I don't know I mean in the 90s, was like f- making up identity fraud that easy still? I feel like it, well, there was no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and in the military, they didn't do that test like to see where they were at. But, I just couldn't buy it. Couldn't buy it? Couldn't buy it. Um, and, uh, I mean, not great acting. And, yeah, I just... Wait a minute. This, this, was, this is like Mark Wahlberg and, like, it's... In his early days, and well, Mark Warburg is not even a great actor by any means. <laughs> not even now. No, like, not even now, and he's still a piece of shit. He's still a racist piece of shit. I don't care what he says. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, if they were going to parallel it, why not? Why do Hamlet? Why not do uh, King Lear, Henry the Fifth? They, I could have imagined them doing something a little bit more in line with mm-hmm. something more militaristic. What was that right. one like? See the one where they did about Caesar, right? Julius and, Caesar. Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> in my defense, I just took like a few hits off of a penis pipe. It was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> and to the viewer who chimed in, is that the dong bong? Yes, it is. You yes. can find it on loveletters2aunicorn.com in the review section. With a discount. It actually hits pretty good. Like <laughs> yeah, pretty good. it smokes really well, and I, I had to bring it for, for good old Starvin' Marvin here. Yep. Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> so, But in the, in the actuality of it, was there any pieces of this movie that you thought was kind of worthy or was everything in this movie cringe for i mean because we're not talking like cat in the hat or even or even on the grinch stole christmas we're talking about at least that had good source material <sighs> this did not have good source material 
Okay. Okay. This was Danny DeVito trying to do stand and deliver. There was something I did find personally redeemable. Okay. But I feel like they did, like it was going into a good direction, and then it hit, missed its mark for me. It was when um one of the cadets was going, "I can't play a woman," and I fully yes. expected Danny DeVito to be like, "Dude, fuck off," right. and that could have been. But again, this is also me in 2021 thinking this mm-hmm. when this was like 30 years removed from right. what we're now. That could have been like such a great plot point of like fucking overtly masculine shit in the 90s but of course it wasn't going to be like that because it was the 90s yeah but it was also the point of not knowing them be ignorant enough not to know that back in the days men played women parts also mm-hmm. so that kind of did that kind of did play in the, the fact that their time they did not know unfortunately did not know about and back in those times, even women couldn't go as play freaking women parts. <laughs> Men in those times also kind of wore bright ass goofy colors, too, but you don't hear them talking. <laughs> and about stockings it. and curly stocking, high heel yeah. shoes. Oh, oh and yeah, wigs yeah, yeah. And All those things are like, that are now considered like overtly feminine. Oh, homie used very to do, homie used to do that like back in the day too. Like, <laughs> okay, it does have that point. So, so in the in the midst of it all. um, some of the parts that uh, also want to be pointed out was Gregory Hines. This was one of Gregory Hines' last movies that he played in. So how such d- a sad note to go out on for him. <laughs> I like Gregory Hines. I like his movie. White Knight was great. I right. really enjoyed White Knight, which is shortly before this. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not the note you want to go out on. Yeah, it definitely was <laughs> one of his last movies. That's surprising. I didn't really even realize that at all. Yes. Yeah. So, being that this was one of Greg Hines, do, do you think his performance brought a little bit of something or just kind of just was passive? His, his part was not necessary, or was it? His character wasn't believable, but I think that was more of the script than him. I think he did yeah. really good with it. It definitely feel, felt ham-fisted, but in the same way the whole movie felt ham-fisted, you know? Uh-huh. But I thought there was something about his performance that felt... It, it it just felt like it made sense. I mean, obviously, okay. I don't agree with the army or anything like that, but I could see why his character did not agree with those classes or everything. Right, right. When you're in a specific institution and you want the, them to be efficient in the way that you want them to be efficient to your own standards, and right. something is introduced that is counter to that, like yes. potentially counter to that, like let's like let's ignore the plot of the movie, ignore everything, but like in a real life scenario. If something was extremely counter to what you wanted, you were, of course, were going to meet it with that level of resistance. Yeah, but is it more level of resistance? They just like a, they didn't meet it because, unfortunately, he looked at it as what are they going to learn from Hamlet that they're not going to learn from me about a gun, about a weapon? I'm teaching them how to survive. You're teaching them how to think. Well, this is basic training. I mean, the yeah, idea yeah. of you want to teach them to think and analyze is exactly the opposite of basic training. So right. they're fighting each other the whole time. Oh, yeah. Right? If you're going to have grunts in the field, you don't want them to do the heavy thinking. You want them just to be the grunt. I mean, that's kind of like pretty much not just the army, but everything else. I mean, right. if you go into a kitchen and like everybody's like, I want to be a chef and make all these great things. It's like, no. How efficient are you? And how well you perform in a job matters more to specific places than how creative you are sometimes, unfortunately. Mm. And that's totally the army. <laughs> well, but well, I'm, I'm going to be jumping around a lot. But towards the end, when he basically get, when, um, when New York gave that speech, gave Hamlet, uh, was it uh, Hamlet or King Lear? Uh, 
monologue. What did was that ham? That wasn't a Hamlet. Was it a Hamlet or was it a King Lear? I am totally part? blanking on the monologue right now. I remember when they did it. It was him in the rain, and he was saying, "My, my, my." Um, was it um, Chip, uh, Chipman? Uh, dang. No, uh, it was Hamlet. I'm, it was I'm, Hamlet. Was it Hamlet? I, I'm certain it was Hamlet. Like, it, like he said something about like my weary, happy fa- friends yeah. or something like that. Right. Yeah, that was Hamlet for sure. Okay. I remember that because in high school, my old AP lit teacher made us do specific monologues or had us recite not specific monologues, but he asked us to recite certain monologues. We felt connected with us. Okay. I mean, it was him. How can you connect with that as an Asian American? <laughs> but that was the monologue I chose. So I do re- I recognize that one. It, it even, well, but even though they did go to Canada and they saw King Lear, mm-hmm. they didn't, and they saw the, the, the play of King Lear and he bought a King Lear book from it. Even though they had Hamlet as their main objective, they did kind of go into a spectrum of other um, Shakespeare mo- shows. To to mm-hmm. to give them a little he bit wrote more. A few. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I think you're. We were both wrong. It was okay. Saint Crispin's Day speech. Right. Let's see. Is Henry, that a Henry Five? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's Henry okay. Five. Okay. Okay. So we were both wrong. Okay. I guess I am not that young. <laughs> I didn't remember. <laughs> but, but even with that pointing that you know in the rain they're doing basically that's bidwack. Mm-hmm. Basically they're out in the rain. Trying to basically handle being in the stream weather, and your girl sergeant tells you, gets you up and says, "You know some. I want you. Give me, give me some of that 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 um Shakespeare. Come on, tell me some Shakespeare." And he comes up with that, and says the whole piece, and people are standing there starstruck. Shouldn't he basically been? Would you think that would be the best time to be like, okay? Or do you think it was just part of the movie? Like, okay, well, it's, oh, that's movie magic. In the rain, <laughs> I can barely hear anyone. In the rain. You think I'm gonna hear? Like, while I'm like in full combat gear, just wanting to survive training yes. and like all the yelling that we have to do about whatever jumping jacks and shit we have to do. Right. No way am I gonna hear dudes monologue about Saint Crispin's speech. Less realistic mm. than the end of Love Jones. Wow. The rain scene in I Love know, Jones. I was gonna say, like, I remember yeah, that. but you know what was more realistic then? Oh no, don't every do scene in Milan. <laughs> Are you gonna throw this out because it was, the, it was a Disney movie? Are you gonna do that? Yo, of course, fuck <laughs> Disney, absolutely fuck Disney. <laughs> speaking so, speaking of which, I, as I was talking to Vice, this movie had a it it had a part where as and they brought it up where um, Hobbs. Hobbes was one of the intellectual ones. He he actually he actually saw he kind was, of strategized the whole thing. And, he was the one with the cocaine and everything, or crack, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. But before all that, they saw that how is he in? He basically you know he, he went over to the captain. And basically, was wondering how is this kid here? He's too smart for this class. Why is he doing this? And then going into the fact of him going a little deeper and finding out that Hobbes was actually. Uh, uh, accessory for co- um, selling cocaine. I mean, crack. That he basically used the army to escape from his reality, but got unfortunately got got caught for it. I find it super hard to believe that he wanted to hide out in the army. That was like one of the most unplausible things I've ever seen. You know, the funny thing is actually there actually is truth. There is there is, there is a lot of guys that actually from, from gay bias and other things. They're actually have been, been well. They're not faking their identity, but, but they're not right. faking their identities. Mm. And I feel like if you had a warrant out in the nineties, no less, 
when everything was becoming a lot more digitized, that'd be super hard. I understand that there's like a lot of gang members who literally joined the army and shit. Mm-hmm. And there is an active gang culture in the army. Yes, but like there's no way, no way you, you can convince me that someone was able to fake their identity well enough when the deja of digitization was starting to begin. Well, and when we weren't under a recruiting crunch, like, yeah. there was a period where we were under a recruiting crunch and they were taking anybody and everybody that was breathing. That too. But that was not 94. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I would like to imagine when they're not trying to conscript every fucking man into right. the army, you're going to have a pretty, a little bit big, of a background. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Like you're going to do a book. Like they, like apparently they screen extensively for medical and shit and then like, right. once you are in the boot camp they give you like a cocktail of fucking vaccines and yes. shit yep. too and i heard it was like a really big ass one they jam into your ass right yes yeah <laughs> but it's more, more now into your into your shoulders they're being shot yeah. but that there's basically that's like a shotgun yeah that shoots multiple um, yeah. needles into yeah, your exactly. arm yeah exactly so all that trouble and you're telling me that they're, they're gonna be like okay whoops well I guess he just got a free cocktail of vaccines and other shit and free meals no I refuse to believe the army in the US would let that one slide <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised what they look like uh, <laughs> uh, but the point I was trying to give to was like when the after he got taken away and stuff and they all had to come back to the next act basically um kadeem or malcolm he played malcolm on the in the movie he said see you they find out you're got a little intelligence and they still what they do they take you away you think you think that kind of kind of made people query like okay so i can't be smart because if i'm smart this will basically happen you know what that they, they did have some pretty that and um there was another line scene that was pretty pretty powerful in my opinion um, okay it was the athlete. Okay. Yeah. Leroy. And he was telling Den DeVito's character, he's like, I will never have my child play in the foot in the football field because then that's essentially all he's valued for it, which was like a really great commentary on how black America felt yes. and still feels, where they're only a commodity for entertainment, but then outside of that value, they're just seen as Violent criminals half the time. Right. Well, I thought and that, that was parallels great. well with the Simone Biles stuff this week. Yes. Who, oh God. Yes. Yeah. Lo- it, it just wasn't fun for her anymore. And there's so many people who are shitting on her for for taking care of herself and valuing her mental health. And <laughs> she tweeted out today that um, this is the first time she's seen herself as valuable for something other than sport. Mm. You know, and you really got to hand it to her and Naomi mm-hmm. Osaka too, who's right? also been getting the same same shit. You, it's amazing watching athletes now do really well because I can recall there have been athletes in the Olympics prior where they would tell their coaches, no, I don't want to do this. And they've gone and they were right. I don't feel a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. they've gone through like career ending injuries. Like, yeah. So like, good on someone Biles and yeah. absolutely fuck any, any person who does not want to validate or completely understand what she went through. Like, right. And if you're a viewer who is like, whoa, she just doesn't feel strong enough for the U.S., I'm like, fuck you. You're sitting on the couch watching another person perform something that you have not spent that much time performing. Right. You get, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the... Oh, yeah, Angela's here. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, in the other spectrum of it all, uh, do you believe that this show, this movie, perpetuated a st- more of this picture the stereotype of 
most perpetuate the stereotype of them having um uh, a situation. Oh, I'm pausing. Oh. Pause your recording. All right. What I was basically pointing, what I was pointing out, do you see where some of the stereotypes, like when he screamed "Go Navy" because he was getting at freaking four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to do physical fitness? Uh, um, who, oh, I, I love that he chooses Navy because <laughs> they have the most pussy-ass <laughs> physical fitness of the four branches. Really? I thought it was always going to be the Air Force, to be honest. You'd be, you'd, no, but the Air the Force, Air like some of the some, some of them are pilots, and to be able to be a pilot, you have to go through some like pretty strenuous shit, apparently. True, but think about just being a mechanic and stuff. How much strenuous stuff you have to go to just be a mechanic? I mean, beyond the the learning the engine and some other true, things. True, 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 true. So, uh, his um. So as you pointed out, one thing with Leroy would you know find out his wife was there also on the base mm-hmm. and her, she was doing her thing and stuff. Um, what do you think about uh, the black characters had a lot of um, things going on, you know, with Hobbs, um, Stacey Dadge's character, um, uh, Leroy, and also um, Malcolm versus Kadeem Harson. Mm-hmm. The white characters didn't have too much, except for except for Davis with his dad situation. No, Everyone else was kind of just. I like, felt like they had some stuff going on, like, like Melvin, for instance. I loved it. He was always sleeping. Yes, and they did. And this actually was another missed opportunity when they were finished reading the letter, and he read that his stepdad beat them. Yes, and he's going, "When I'm going to be a father, I'm never going to hit my children." Right. That was a great opportunity. It's not like that's not talked about. True. <laughs> This movie had a lot of missed chances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Vice. Uh, no, no. Okay. All right. So, I mean, they made up for the the lost chances. I think with uh, Dangerous Minds when they remade this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will quickly go to Snap Judgment, where we basically um, give our um, our rate to this um, movie. Three. This was excellent. Just like the Victory Tower moment. You have to go to the top. If it's two snaps, it's not that bad, but it's not that good. One snap, this movie is as bad as Mulan if it had steroids. <laughs> Thank you. We doing we doing quarter snaps. We will basically count the three and throw our rating of this movie. Closing eyes. One, two, three. Wow. Okay. Two, one, and zero. Oh my goodness. Oh, no, is that a half? That's a half. Half, yeah. That's a half snap. Two, one, and a half. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, should we go with the highest or lowest? Yeah. As always, you start. Okay. Yeah. So, the reason why I gave this movie a two, because just like I said, it's not that bad, but it's not that good. I believe in 1994, this had a good meaning of trying to. This was this was in one of the same meanings as direct Dangerous Mind with all those movies trying to get, I hate to say, white people to look at something beyond their own little selves, but to get them a little bit more to 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 push themselves with, and then trying to also make this a comedy. This was a Penny Marshall movie, which Penny Marshall is Laverne, if you've seen Laverne and Shirley, uh, and this was her this this was her first directorial review, but it was one of her movies that she put on her listing. It was supposed to give, like I said, a little insight into the military as as they point out an oxymoron military intelligence. 
<laughs> and the fact and also make it comical. Did it do it? Yes or no? I think they could have gone. I think it also introduced a lot of people to to Shakespeare, which is also surprising. A lot of people don't know about Shakespeare. This kind of introduced a little bit of Shakespeare so they can go look at more into it. So that's the reason why I gave it a two. It's not that bad, but it's also not that good. Auntie Vice. I gave it a one because it wasn't as bad as the Dr. Seuss movies, which wow. got halves. So I had to score it higher than like Cat in the Hat and the Grinch. Um, but yeah, it wasn't much higher than that. There was not much redeeming in this. Um, but you know, if we take Mulan at the bottom and, and you know, kindergarten teacher, those are, <laughs> if, that's, teacher. That the, if that's the bottoming level and then the next step up is like Cat in the Hat and Grinch live action. Wow. This is mm-hmm. slightly above that, but yeah, not worth watching. Like mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't hold up either. Yeah. Why'd you get a half, Marvin? First off, I just love that me and Auntie Vice are still in sync with the oh, scoring. And we were pretty close. That was dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, I mean, it just said exactly that Auntie Vice said. Like, she said everything really well. And then, th- again, there's just like, there's no way, no way you can make me believe that a branch of the armed forces in the U.S. would even allow this. And it just, and even if they did, I feel like that Hamlet Shakespeare would not be part of the curriculum. They would totally make that English teacher read something that's more in All line. All quiet on the Western Front, or oh yeah, totally, totally. But don't you see? There's some air correlations of Hamlet's story, or or even the fact of the war and stuff, as it can be correlated with some of the stuff that they deal with. No, you know, no. America's it's always a stretch. Like, <laughs> it's it was a stretch. not since the. F- I mean, America's always been about sovereignty and quote-unquote protecting freedom in our home soil. Right. If anything, Hamlet's story about revenge, maintaining his status within his own monarchy, and then the backdrop of an invading force does not fit in line with whatever the U.S. portrays itself as. Hmm. When they continually are the invading force and ignoring other countries' sovereignty. Like, there's no way. Okay. Okay. Well, as you see, folks, uh, we gave it two, one and a half. That means it's a three and a half out of nine. Fail. <laughs> Even at the military level, that's a fail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have given our opinion. If you have an opinion, please share, subscribe, and comment about this and let us know. Though your opinion, if you let us know, and you give us a few stars and rate our, rate our show, we will read your comment on our show, on our next episode. We have social media, and I'd like to say, Marvin, give your social media out to the people. Yeah, you can find me at StarvinMarvin09 on IG. I'm Auntie Vice on most social media, and check out my AuntieVice.com site. It's been updated. I have... 30 new classes booked for 30. the rest of the year and another couple of performances. You can get tickets there, find out more information and links, and come down to Music Landria if you're watching this live tonight, and you can smoke out of the, the Diddy Bong, as they call it from the Wax Diddy Made. Diddy Bong. That's what they call it? <laughs> they call it the Diddy, or not the, the Diddy Dry Pipe. Diddy it's the dry Diddy pipe. Dry Pipe. I stand corrected, because I was just going to call it the Penis Pipe Forever, or the yeah, Dick yeah. Pipe, or the wow. Groin Pipe. Or, um, Somebody called it the Dong Bong, which I also like. But yeah, I like that, but this is not a bong, though. Store. But it's not a bong, though. No, so. no, no, it's a dry pipe. Yeah. You can find... Get piped by the pipe. You can find me on our Ambic Poetry Podcast. <laughs> 
or iambic zine. That is I A M B I C Z I N E on all social medias. The next movie we'll be doing, I don't know yet. I'm gonna surprise these suckers. Okay, cool. Your continual movie choices give me high blood pressure. This high on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it better be something like Window Horses or 40 year old version. Hey, we're going to figure that out. That's what we're, you're going to know. I'm going to find out too. So check y'all later. See you at the movies. Peace. Peace.